friends. Welcome back to an episode of Unsolicited Advice with Coach Jess, and I'm your host, Jess. Pretty simple. So guys, it's a new year. We are 15 days into the new year, and a lot of things have transpired. Not even kidding, I had like two other episodes that I recorded, and I just... I don't know, they just didn't feel right. So today I'm hopping on um, and to record this episode. Now, however long it might be, I have a few things that I want to cover. Um, But I'm excited to be back in the chair talking to you guys. And I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's. We're right in the midst of January. And for a lot of people out there, it's a big time for like working on those new year's resolutions those goals you've been storing up in your back pocket because you just had to wait for january one come on motherfuckers like let's be honest you don't need to wait till january to get started you can literally start anything whenever but i will say that for me I always find it a little refreshing for some reason launching things in a new year and at the end of 2023, I uh, wrapped up working at the gym I had been working at for seven and a half years, and I am officially a business owner. I own my own brand. It's called Unapologetic Strength. I've mentioned it before, and I offer remote coaching. I offer fitness coaching, accountability coaching, um, and I am operating in-person coaching out of a gym called Dungeon Strength in Auburn, Washington. I would say it's like North Auburn, like on the south end of Kent. Um, If you're in the area and you're wondering specifically where, if you want to come check it out, you can hit me up. I would love to give you a tour and get you a workout free day pass. Um, Of course, if we connect, obviously, you ain't got nothing for free, really. But you know what I mean? I definitely want everyone to come check it out if they're in the area. Um, so anyways, I, um, started operating out of there as of last week. I officially LLC'd last week as well. Lots of, lots of wonderful and amazing things have transpired in the new year already for me, but also, um, my grandma died and that was last Thursday. Um, so this wasn't something that was sudden we knew she was going to pass and she was diagnosed with uh glioblastoma in august of last year and um my siblings and i our mom is no longer around if you've listened to previous episodes you know my mom's been gone for a decade now um and she passed of cancer as well um so fuck cancer and i'm a big advocate for found uh, fundraising regarding that um especially for families that are going through it because when your love loved one has cancer everyone in the family is affected by it in some shape or form and you know um after my mom died um after a seven-year battle with colon cancer I made this directive that like no no other no other person should have to experience having their parent die of cancer and unfortunately like that Finding a cure is still a thing. Um, I believe that there's a cure out there. Someone's harboring it. If you want to call me a conspiracy theorist, game on. But someone's got to know about it. I bet you there's definitely people that have found a cure but have gotten pew-pewed from it. Um, Because, you know, that government always trying to hide some shit. Or the world, whatever their directive is. Anyways, so. um, But 
back to my grandmother. She was an amazing woman. She lived in the Midwest, um, and I lived out here my whole life with my mom. Um, and after she and my father, my bio father divorced and she met my stepdad, um, they decided to stay out here. So really like the connection with my grandma over there was kind of like ebbed and flowed because of the distance, but there still was some relationship. Um, and then, uh, once she was diagnosed, I got on a phone call with her and I was just like, Hey, how's everything going? Like, what's up? And we talked about my business. We talked about work. We just talked about everything. And, um, you know, I feel like all my episodes as of lately have been somewhat emotional and that's okay. I feel like being transparent is really important to like recognize that grief is a real thing and it ebbs and flows and there's good days and there's bad days. But like she really was a catalyst um, for me making the decisions that I did in the last six months and encouraging me to like pursue my dreams more than what I was currently doing. And being like, hey, there's no wimpy women in this family. Like, if you're not being treated right or if you feel like, you know, you could do it better or whatever, um, branch out, launch. Like, you are supported and loved. And and she, you know, I do, I do this in honor of her and my mom's memory and my grandfather. Like, those, they, like, they work fucking hard. Like, and, you know, I only have literally, like, two grandparents left. It's weird um, to think about that because, and it's, like, it's weird because, like, there's definitely, like, my family's been such an amazing, like, silver lining family when it comes to death because we know and we're secure in our faith, at least from what I understand most of us are. I know for me there's, I have a lot of security in death and then I know that, there's so much more based on the experiences that I've had. Now, I'm not going to talk for everyone else, um, but I know that she, you know, did not want to do treatment to stay as healthy as she could or as coherent as she could as long as she could. And we got to visit her a couple times in the last six months. And she always made a point like, please don't come back once you hear I'm declining. Like, I don't need you to be here when I die. Like, very, like, straightforward guides like I feel for my family that lives in Minnesota because I couldn't be there and when I heard she was going downhill I I so badly wanted to get there and for some reason the freaking airline tickets were just unbelievably expensive along with juggling launching a new business ending my you know employment at my other gym and just a lot of things compounded but I knew that I know at the end of the day, like, she's proud, my mom's proud, my grandparent, my grandpas that are past are proud, like, my ancestors, um, yeah, just, at the end of the day, it sucks, but it's gonna be good, like, January's been such a blessing already, and I'm just so excited, so, in honor of you, Grandma Nancy, I love you, and this is in honor of you, and mom, and grandpa, and grandpas, all my, all my ancestors that have preceded me in death, um, you guys have, I, your DNA is in me, so I guess I'm kind of stuck with the, with the, with the wildness of, of what I was given, which is totally amazing, and I'm very grateful. I know that there are families out there with a lot of, like, chaos, and, um, I was fortunate, um, to be blessed with a family that doesn't have too much chaos. Um, so, Moving forward, it is January, and we're right in the middle of the month. It's crazy to believe it, and I wanted to go over this amazing post that I saw, and I actually reached out to the gentleman who who posted it because he had some really great tips when it comes to 
your approach in the gym. So let me pull them up real quick. All right, so I found the post. Okay, so his Instagram is Dr. Dave. Um, it is Dave.strengthandkindness, and he is a coach, an educator, and part-time comedian. So I reached out to him because I saw his post, and I was like, this is such a great post. I can't not go over it and give my two cents because this is a podcast where I give my two cents. Obviously, unsolicited advice. Look at me. My volume raises when I get, when I get passionate. Even, like, if... I am like angry or I, I can actually not even if I'm angry, if I'm perceived, like sometimes I perceive to be angry when really it's just like passion and excitement. Ah, I just love being misunderstood. Anyways, so let's get back to this. So Dave.strengthandkindness, his page, I reached out, I had asked, hey, I really like this post. Are you cool if I talk about it on my podcast? And I had every intention of getting this out at the beginning of the freaking year that first week. And just, just thank you for your grace on this. So anyways, we're going to go over. It is titled 10 tips for training in the new year. And I truly believe that this can be applied at any point. And I'm going to read these like straight out, like starting with number one. And I'm going to read exactly the quote on the post. And then I'm going to give you what I think about it. Um, and I am just a reminder. I am a strength and conditioning coach. I've been doing it for seven and a half years in person. I've done three years of online. Um, so combination. And so I do have a pretty healthy background in what it's like to be in a gym in the new year. And I think I feel like it ebbs and flows. I feel like there's always like that January push to like start and everyone has really great motivation and intentions to, create like these new habits but I think at the end of the day what everybody who tends to fall off and even like myself so I would I'm gonna put everybody as an umbrella knowing that there's different circumstances for whatever is that like at the end of the day it's the accountability like motivation gets us started discipline keeps us going on the hardest of days like when it's been like 14 degrees out and the pretty much the whole nation is in a freeze we're pretty much a beautiful little popsicle stick right now um which if i were a popsicle stick if i were a popsicle flavor i'd probably pick fruit punch or grape i like grape soda or orange soda i don't know but I would probably do fruit punch. Anyways, so it's, you know, everyone has that motivation to create these, like, new habits and be better and this and that. But within a couple weeks, it just fizzles out and people are like, what, what's happened if they've gone zero to 60? Also, you don't have a plan. That's why hiring a coach and finding the right fit for you is so important. One, getting a good coach is going to, one, you got to find a coach that's going to, you know, fit what your needs are. For me, finding a coach that is open and listens and has a little bit of humor and is willing to push me and be blunt about stuff is really important. I personally am a coach that, yes, I have a psych background, so I'm a little bit more intuitive on certain things. Um, But, like, it's really important that my client feels heard, feels connected, and that their programming is following suit to their goals, um, it's not okay for a, co- a personal trainer out there. I call myself a coach. I don't call myself a personal trainer because I offer so much more than just like sets and reps and like a 30 minute session, right? I do a lot of 
having a conversation, getting to know the person, what do they do for work, what are their likes, what are their hobbies, what's their birthday, what are their families like, things like that. I try to do that as best as I can. So, and I try to help people navigate through challenging periods of their life. And over the last seven and a half years, I had a lot of great experience. Now, when it comes to these like tips and training in, in the new year, like we know there's an influx in the gyms. I come from a private facility, but now my new facility is a 24-7 gym. So there's a lot more people that are coming in and kind of have their own things. But having a plan in place is so important and having someone to be accountable to. Also, ladies, probably not a popular opinion, quit fucking training what your boyfriend's training. Okay, I know you want to like, we all know we have those fit girl goals and we want to be strong. We want to build lean muscle mass. We want to be toned, if that's the right word. Um, and we want to be leaner and all the mean boss girl bitch stuff. But like doing the same exercises and workouts as your boyfriend, like just a, I don't know. It, I just have a, I, I struggle with it. Like get yourself a freaking coach, find an awesome one that you connect with. Kind It's kind of like a therapist, right? So you're like, trial and error trial and error like get a free session here this and that reach out that kind of thing um and I mean like this might be a not a very popular opinion but I just feel like us ladies need to to not be doing our boyfriend's programs like I've seen it a couple times in my new facility and I'm like girl like let's connect and it's I'm not gonna jump in like you know what I mean but it's like it's great that you guys want to train at the same time, but I also think it's really important that your training is personalized to you and your goals to make sure that you're getting the results that you want. Um, so that's my two cents and unsolicited advice on that. So let's get in to Dr. Dave, Dave, the <laughs> strength, strength, kindness, and part-time comedian. Anyways, let's get right into your tips. And I'm so excited to read these guys. You, I hope you love them just as much as I do. All right. So number one, be kind. There will be an influx of people starting and returning to the gym. This is a good thing. Be kind and root each other on or root others on. I love number one. Being kind is is so important. And this is like, now I know I just had my rant about girls not training with their boyfriend. And I that's me having a level of kindness. Like I want them to have their own programs, right? But being kind to people that are newer to the gym that there's a high level of intimidation to going into any facility. I personally left my gym of comfort and all my like in my community, right? To start and pursue this business in a new facility where I'm running my own business and it's a very new space to me where I'm used to just being by myself. But now there's like anywhere from 2 to 3 people training at the same time and intimidation factor is real. So being kind to anybody who appears to be like newer or unsure really 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 fucking goes the extra mile I swear and I not gonna lie I'm someone who like always likes to be like good morning like how are you like this and that and I know people that traditionally go to 24 7 gyms or like a uh, open gym style really are just like I want to be in I want to be out don't talk to me but I'm sorry if you're gonna be around <laughs> if you're gonna be around when I'm there and I'm like training or whatever and I'm a new face like I'm gonna try to talk to you I want to connect I want to build community and like what if you need help one day right so being kind is really important cheering people on and doing it respectfully like yeah so I love that one so number two don't be creepy <laughs> don't be creepy with a period and I'm like pounding on the table 
This should go without saying, but if you have to ask if your behavior is creepy, it probably is. <laughs> Let that sink in. Should this go without saying, but this should go without saying, but if you have to ask if your behavior is creepy, it probably is. Make the gym a safe place and refer to tip one. Be kind. Okay. Gentlemen, even you ladies, we all know some fine men work out at the gym and we have some beautiful, hardworking women that work out at the gym as well. Don't be creepy. And I'm telling you, especially from a lady's perspective, you know when someone's being creepy. But yeah, I personally haven't experienced that in a while because I just like don't care personally. But if you're someone who's like newer to the gym and you're doing something that's like whether it's like a RDL or a hip thruster or something that's like not a very like common position for, but it's an exercise all the same. Sometimes it's just uncomfortable if you like feel like someone's staring or like someone's just like, hey, how are you doing? Like guys chill out, girls chill out, like have your gym crush, but maybe keep it private until you have an actual opportunity to talk to the person. But don't be creepy. I love that one. Three, which is freaking hilarious for me because the title of the podcast is unsolicited advice. But I believe this. In a gym setting, if you're not a professional and you're not an expert in being a coach, keep your keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, so this one is don't give unsolicited advice. Don't tell someone they have bad form or that's how that or that's how you hurt your back. Mind your business. Ask questions before giving advice. So I couldn't agree more with this. If you're not a trained professional, like it's one thing if you have, if you're at a gym and the coach is there witness like you doing a, a lift and they're like, Hey, like how you, how'd you feel about your lift? And I also think that there's always like an approach that you can go along with this. Like for me, like I like to approach people like, Hey, I noticed you're doing this. Like, are you open to some feedback? If the person answers yes, then they've given you permission to provide feedback. If they say, no, thank you, you shut your mouth and you walk away and you're like, okay, cool. There's no need for you to get all crazy about form. And there's 101 different ways to explain and lots of different various uh, lifting techniques. So it also depends on the person's anatomy and things like that. And I know like when it comes to deadlifting, like trap bar deadlifting position versus barbell conventional deadlifting position, and then, you know, high bar squat, low bar squat, barbell RDL, dumbbell RDLs. Like, there's just so many different variations of exercise. And if you don't know exactly what they're trying to do or target, there's no need for you to jump in and be like, hey, guess what? Or, like, your head positioning is this or that. I've experienced it myself when people have not known what my profession is. And I all I say is, thank you. But it's like, I wasn't asking for it, right? So... Unless you ask for like, hey, can I give you guys some feedback and be, or and like also if again, if you're not a professional, maybe just stay out of it. Or if you know there's a professional around, say, hey, look, I noticed this person doing this. Maybe you can give them some feedback or maybe you can take a look at their form because I'm just concerned they're going to hurt themselves. Like go about it in a better, a better manner. So that's number three. Four, love this. Have a plan. Knowing what you will do at the gym and how long you will be there gives you the clarity to begin. The feeling that comes with successfully executing a plan is rewarding. If you want to be successful, have a plan. And 
this go, I mean, like having a plan, like as a strength coach, as a women's strength coach, as a group fitness training coach, having a plan is everything. Be prepared and you will be successful. Like being, being prepped and ready to go, having a plan in place that is geared towards your goals is going to create and instill more confidence as you go into a new facility or just getting back into the gym. When you have no plan, you might as well just eat a rock. I don't know. I just feel like going into the gym without a plan is just a really sucky, sucky thing. And it's a waste of your time, to be honest. So make sure that you have a plan in place. And if you don't, seek out professionals and also know how to navigate through shitfluencers versus actual accredited coaches. Ones that are going to be able to help you out and get you to your goals. There's a lot of bullshit programs out there, a lot of bullshit apps, a lot of bullshit motherfuckers out there who think they know shit, but then you look at their content and they're not even performing the the rep right because they just want you to see their bum hole and get the likes, okay? So do your research, reach out, have conversations. Again, it's kind of like finding a therapist. It's like finding a doctor. They're a part, your coach, whoever you hire should be a part of your healthcare team. For instance, I am not only a strength coach, and have multiple different certs and backgrounds in certain movements, but I'm also a pre and postnatal coach. As soon as one of my clients it confines to me that she is with child, training automatically changes and now I become a part of her healthcare team. I wanna make sure that she's getting the best care and the best training possible for her body and her needs day in and day out. So that is just a really, a really good one. Making sure you have a plan, finding the right fit for you. And to be honest, like to an investment financially in yourself is going to afford you a lot of uh, no doctor's visits in the future. Like you're literally providing your own healthcare insurance, I feel like in a way, when you train and you train smart and you have a coach and you have support and you know, I just couldn't advocate more for coaches. When I first started training, and like we're obviously like I'm about halfway through, but side note, when I first started training, I didn't quite understand the investment on a coach. I was like, it's too much. It's this, it's that. But you know what? When I just pulled the trigger and I experienced the value that I was getting, the customization, the personalization, the support, the accountability, Paying $400 a month for a coach was nothing at the end of the day because ultimately my habits redirected themselves. I started spending more time on me, better food choices, less eating out, less McDonald's, which was, oh my God. I like, at one point when in my like middle, my mid twenties, I lived kitty corner to a McDonald's. And so it was really easy for me to make an excuse, like go to 24 hour fitness, walk on the treadmill for like 30 minutes or whatever, say I had a fucking workout, which was bullshit. Um, And then I would like get McDonald's. So like just literally just overdo it, chronic overeating. I was definitely really heavy at one point before I woke up and found my coach that I started with and then continue on. I I still have a coach to this day. So it's really, really uh, just really important to make sure that you find someone that works well for you and also knowing that the investment is so worth it at the end of the day. And it's okay to go through a couple coaches. I have gone through, I've worked with multiple people over the last like eight years and like ultimately the coach that I have right now, he's fantastic. His name is Nick Love. I'll put his info in the show notes. I'll also put my info in the show notes. Um, but like 
it's just good. Like just finding someone that works well for you is really important. And also depends on your goals. And you want to make sure that like the coach that you have just really, you guys just line up, right? So number five, because this person talks a lot as in me, literally, maybe I should start filming my faces when I do this. (laughs) So ridiculous. Okay. So number five, set process goals. I think it meant progress. (laughs) All right. So I had to reread number five real quick, but I'm going to read it as is and what I might interpret it into. So set process goals and reward yourself. The process is what matters and ultimately leads to the outcomes we want. I will train three days per week for for 12 total sessions a month. If I hit 12 sessions, I will get those shoes I've been wanting. People stop when we when they haven't created a process that aligns with their goals. And you know what? Now that I read that out loud, it makes sense. I was going to change the word to progress, set progress goals and reward yourself. The progress that the progress is what matter or the yeah, process is the way it is. But you know what? This is an unedited thing. So, Dave, I'm sorry I did you wrong on number 5, but I do like it. At the end of the day, I think having those like those goals out there with rewarding yourself is really important. And also, this is not food-based goals. This is a material-based goal. Like, hey, if I hit 12 sessions this next month, I'm going to get those shoes that I've been looking at. Like, right now, I'm looking at the Nano 14s that just came out in Miami color. Get it. I'm getting those. I am. I'm going to get those for me. Why? Because I'm a brand-new business owner, and I have a gift card. <laughs> so, I, I just... Also, I have Born Primitive. I love Born Primitive. Reebok Nanos and Born Primitive, an athletic brew company, which is that non-alcoholic brew. Those three, money, the seed, great supplement. Anyways, i got to start writing these down because then I'm going to just have to put them in the show notes and reach out to them. But anyways, I love this one. I think it's so important to reward, have little rewards, um, making micro goals for little rewards and not making them surrounded by food. I love that. All right, moving on. Number six, consistency first. If you are new, and even if you're not, the first thing to master is showing up consistently. Amen to that. You aren't always going to have the motivation that the new year can bring. That's normal. Being proud of consistency and creating the identity of someone who shows up is key. I love this one. I couldn't preach this more with my clients and just in general is that consistency is so key to developing the habits that are going to create the discipline for us to get to our goals. One famous line I'm going to steal from my coach that I use with my clients is that you're going to do the work today that your future self will be proud of. For instance, your food choices, your workout choices, making sure you have a plan, showing up to the gym consistently. Consistently, If you're going to hit the gym three times that week, you are going to hit the gym three times that week. And if you piggyback on number five, which is setting process goals and rewarding yourself, You want to be consistent and over time you're going to probably eliminate those rewards and then it's just going to become a thing you do every single day because without your training you're going to feel weird and feeble and weak and I don't want you to feel that way. But I love this one. Consistency is like the very first, one of the very first habits that I like to work on. My coaching with clients tends to lead more habit based. I'm a big believer in like 
you know, lifestyle, wellness, functionalized, pain-free training, making sure that everyone's moving well um, and not in pain, but also like working on really good lifestyle habits. So it's not all about maxing out and going bros to the, I don't want to say bros to the hose, but that doesn't, you know, just going all out and maxing all the time. I just don't think that's a smart thing to do. Um, but it just kind of depends on what your sport, if you're doing it for wellness, I think there's definitely a, a chill way to, to approach your fitness game, but consistency is everything. Good stuff comes, comes out of the uh, consistency. So number seven, let go of perfection. Perfection in any form is a myth you are being sold. Instead of perfection, focus on being adaptable and resilient. You don't need perfect form, the perfect routine, or the perfect outfit. You need to practice. And I really love this one. I um, I couldn't agree more that we as a society just in general need to relinquish this idea of perfection in anything that we do. Because to be frank, perfection isn't a real thing. It's a construct in our head. And what does that really look like at the end of the day? If you were to be perfect in everything, like what does that look like? You know, I feel like there's such beauty in imperfection and we all have some varying degrees of imperfection, um, just within our our, but how we look or how we function or this or that, that creates some really beautiful things. So we have to be very kind to ourselves on that one. Number one, be kind. <laughs> um, but yeah, being adaptable and being resilient is super important. And there is no perfect form, to be honest. There is no perfect routine. And there's, I mean, there's a perfect outfit, but you shouldn't be worried so much about the perfect outfit. One, if you're going to worry about anything when it comes to your outfit, make sure it's squat proof. Okay. And make sure you don't have holes in your butt crack. Like, <laughs> you know, like just make sure your nips not out for us females, you know, whatever you're deciding to wear. Okay. Watch out for the tears. Watch out for the unsquat proof pants and <laughs> make sure your nips are still in. You know what I mean? Um, but also with this one is letting go of perfection and just maintaining like white belt mentality. You know, my coach and I, um, we talk about this a lot about me and my training and how I very much train to just be ready to go at all times to jump into things. So like, for instance, example, this Saturday, I, well, two weeks ago when I, I just jumped into a strongman class because the facility I work at does a lot of powerlifting and strongman. And so we have a lot of competitors and really high level athletes that come out of that gym and compete in both sports. I personally haven't competed in the sport for a long time. I did strongman for a little bit when I found this gym initially a couple years ago, but I found that like my job was picking back up. So it was hard for me to make the classes, but going into that, continuing on with the story is that this not this Sunday but last Sunday I jumped into a class I did some events for their more power comp novice amateur competition and I was like fuck it I'm gonna jump in one why not two I'm in a new facility this is a great opportunity to meet people network show that I can stand my ground I think but also practice at something different, be new to something different. This is very scary stuff, you guys. Like for me, I jumped into heavyweight novice where some people didn't agree, but I'm like, look, 
Like, I have never done a show before. I don't know what it feels like. So, of course, I'm going to put myself in a position where it's like, I'm not going to, I don't want to zero out on everything. I want to have a chance to do something. So, 80-20, you know, I that's my approach. Um, but it's important to practice. You're not going to get good just because you just started it. Like, there's no way. We all take time. Like, when I started training, I sucked. That's why I had a coach. And then I became a coach. And sometimes some of the things I do still suck. But you know what? I'm learning. I ask questions. I always maintain that that wonderment of like trying to learn and knowing that I don't have know everything. And if you're someone that's listening to this and you're always thinking you know everything, like shut the fuck up. No, you don't. You do not know everything. Because if you did know everything, you'd be running the whole entire world. Okay? And you would have already squashed a lot of issues in this world, wink, wink, that you know that are a problem in solving world hunger, okay? And all children have a mommy and a daddy or whomever that love them so much. You know what I mean? It's really important to solve those ones. So, anyways, going on, tangent, number eight, accept that good things take time. There are two big ways to sell things. Make things seem fast and make things seem easy. The fitness industry is riddled with this because humans are always looking for the easy and fast path. There isn't one. It takes what it takes. That couldn't be more on, on point. And at the end of the day, all good things take time. And that for sure is so true. And if you're someone that loves quick fixes notoriously, stop, take a breath, And I want you to just, I encourage you to try the slow game. The slow game is the way. If you're like, I need to do this so fast. I need to lose weight, like 20 pounds in a month, la, 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 kind of a person. I encourage you to take a step back, give yourself six months to a year. And you will get there. But you also need a plan. And so I encourage you to get a coach, get a plan in place, and then get consistent. And you will get there. You will get to your goals. You just have to give it time. And then if you think about six months to a year, considering the amount of years we hope to have on this earth, it's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. But I'll tell you right now, two months is like a freaking blink. And you're not going to get there without consistency and knowing that it takes time. It's kind of like learning how to cook or, you know, making like the best like crock, like crock pot meals. Like they take time to get good. You know, they got to sit there and simmer up and get all delicious. (laughs) So yeah, take that. If you want to get all delicious, know it takes time. (laughs) So number nine, create and remember your why. Our why is the meaningful reason for taking action. I train so I can be a strong dad for my kids is more meaningful than I'm supported. Oh, I'm supposed to get fit this year. Your why is about who you want to become. And I absolutely love number nine. I love number nine because when you know your why, you become unstoppable. No excuse will get in your fucking way when you know your why. And all it takes is, you can do this with a friend, your partner, a coach. You can text me. We can get on a call and we can play the why game. And I encourage you to take time to sit and ask yourself why like why your goal is what it is. So like for instance, like if someone's like, I'm supposed to get fit this year and we're gonna play this game right now. 
So uh, let's say I'm saying this. I'm supposed to get fit this year. And then I come back and say, well, why is that important? Well, because like I have 20 pounds to lose and I need to like be better. Well, why is that important? Why is being better important? And then little by little, me or whomever, and for this instance, the meaningful statement was like, I, I train so I can be strong, uh, be a strong dad for my kids. At the end of the day, when you get down to the root of the why, like it can be very emotional, but it's very rewarding to know. And I've had clients before that their why is simply as like, hey, you know what? I want to be able to go hiking with my children and not be out of breath. I want to be able to go jogging around the trail with my daughter and not have her compare me to someone else. I want to be able to go on the trampoline or like, you know, do whatever with my kids um, and not be out of breath or have them make fun of me. Cause you know, kids are like, can be so brutally honest. Um, you know, or like for your health, like your health is, should be a priority. Making sure that you're taking care of is so important. So I really love this. And I think it's really important that everyone takes their time and asks their whys. Like for me, let's, let's do this. Okay. One sec. I feel like when I talk a lot, I had to pause it for a second because I needed to take a sip of water, but I'm like, why am I pausing and take a sip of water when I do try to do things unedited? Also, I love a good sunset and I don't know if you guys have ever had a sunset movie to tears, but it has for me. <laughs> Go figure. Um, so, uh, so for me, like I train, so it's going to sound so dumb, but, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm glad we're working through this together. I hope that you're enjoying this moment as much as I am level of embarrassment. So I train, so and this is my bl bl blanket statement, I train to be a lethal weapon. Now, why is that important? Because if I know that I'm strong and c capable of taking care of myself, that I will not like get hurt if someone tries to take me. And I hate to say it as a woman, that's a real fear that someone's going to try to kidnap me or do this or that. But I want to be able to be strong and fit and able to get out of a situation if someone tries to hurt me or kidnap me or if shit goes crazy and I need to be ready to go and go into survival mode. Like being strong and fit and able and healthy is really important for me. So that's really what it comes down to my why. I feel like for me in this next year, um, I want, I do want to become a mom someday soon. And so it's really important to make sure that I get my body ready for pregnancy and I get ready for, you know, like could get married at some point again. So just training, not only to be that lethal weapon, I know that I am or becoming because I'm maintaining white belt mentality, but also to just be in the best health so that should the days come that I get married and then have a baby that I'm ready to go and having a baby, I will tell you, and I read this the other day, it is the most athletic event a woman will do in their whole entire lives. And that's, that, when I read that was baffling to me, but I was like, no, it's so true. Like I have trained multiple women during pregnancy all the way through until birth. And they'll say it like that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It's because it actually is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, whether it's vaginal, whether it's a C-section, 
it's whatever whatever your birth story is that baby is here and now into the world that is the craziest most athletic competition you've ever done in your in your life and I think for me it's really important to make sure that I am the best vessel for my future children that I could I could give them if I'm going to give them anything as I grow them in my body I want to make sure I provide them with the best vessel possible and then once they're here I can just play trial and error you know (laughs) for those parents out there I'm an aunt I have a niece and a nephew and I and I love them more than anything in the world but it's definitely different being an aunt versus watching my sister be a parent so I'll never speak to or give unsolicited advice about parenting because it's not my place because I don't fucking know and you know what sometimes when they're out hanging out here and then they go home like damn I'm so tired but that's zero to sixty and I guess having a baby is zero to 60, but you can't give it back. But anyways, so that is my why. I want to be a lethal weapon, but I also want to be the best possible vessel for that little human that I want to bring into the world one day. And I also want to be the hottest looking significant other. And right now I feel like I'm I'm in a position where I, you know have a little bit more body fat on me than I want, but I'm going to do this competition on Saturday and then I'm going to rock it and work on just having that, that uh, best physique for me possible. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you join me in this endeavor. And if you need a coach, don't hesitate to reach out. My email is jess at unapologeticstrength.com. Instagram is coach at coach Jess with a couple underscores, but we got one last tip and this is, this is great. I love I love this. I feel like, you know, Dave and I, Dave from Strength, uh, Dave dot Strength and Kindness, we would get along. And I think we need to probably do an interview one of these days. All right. So number ten, cultivating beginner's mind. There is always something to learn, and there is always joy to be found in the practice of training your body. You simply don't know what you're capable of until you push yourself to find out. Further, you may need someone to ask you to see what you're capable of. Ask for help and be a student when you feel stuck. Amen to that. I absolutely love that one. Cultivate beginner's mindset. Don't don't be afraid to ask for help. I found that in the lowest of lows, in the darkest moments, when I was letting my ego infiltrate and I dropped the ego when I asked for help when I didn't know what was happening or when I didn't know how to like do something or if I was capable of pushing myself any further or maybe you're thinking this is resonating with you. Like, are you capable of pushing yourself further in the gym? And as a coach to you listening right now, I 100% agree, I believe that you absolutely can. You can do that extra rep. You can add that five pounds. You are capable and it starts with believing in yourself and also not being afraid to ask for help at the end of the day. There are a lot of amazing trained professionals out there that that are here and it's our life's work to help you be a better person. Like I can truly say that when I when I say this that my my purpose my purpose with how I see my career is to help heal and to help people be just better. Like I truly mean that in every sense of those statements because it's so important to get to just be the best version of you so that you can feel confident, you can feel empowered, you can take on life, you can pursue things that you never thought you'd be able to pursue. And know that you're worthy and you're you're so valuable. And you possess qualities and talents that a lot of people don't. And you might be like, "Jess, you're full of shit." Well, no, I'm not. Because At the same time as I'm talking to you, I'm also talking to myself. 
there was a long time where I devalued myself and I thought I didn't understand my value. But when I woke up to my woke up to my worth, and that was through having conversations because I cultivated a beginner's mindset. And I asked, I said, I need some help on this and I'm not seeing it. And people were like, do you not see your worth? Do you not see your value? Because I do. And when you hear it enough and you're like, hmm, if these people are saying it and I respect them like that, maybe there's some truth to it. I encourage you to sit with it and think about it. You guys, 2024 is about to be the best fucking year. And I truly believe that for everybody who's willing to put the hard work in. You got to wake up. You got to do the fucking work. You got to quit being lazy. I sound like Kim Kardashian right now from that one clip. But truly, like, it's okay to have lazy days and have your moments of naps and things like that. But if you know you're on a mission and your soul has that purpose and drive, like, getting back into the gym doing is just a freaking hurdle. And it's a catalyst. See it as a catalyst. January, we're pushing back into the gym. February, you're going to continue it. You're going to create those habits. You're going to get a coach. You're going you're gonna to ask for help. Cultivate the beginner's mindset. And you will be successful no matter what. And I'm super excited to have brought these tips to you because I really enjoyed reading them. But also, I think it's important and like... I'm really thankful that he let me kind of like review them in a way because I think it's important to get two cents from multiple different people. Like people, people have different viewpoints and I think it's really cool to have open conversation. So, so yeah. So I hope you enjoyed, (laughs) enjoyed that chaotic message from me and my unsolicited advice on top of these 10 tips for training in the new year. I hope you learned something. I hope you walk away from this episode with feeling that you you, there's some value that you took out of it and not just all chaos and to be honest when I say stuff like that where it's like I hope you're okay with it it's the imposter syndrome talking at the end of the day like I know that like I got I got a good voice and I'm sound of mind so I need to stop doing that that's something I can work on in 2024 but if you're someone just getting back into the gym get a plan cultivate that that um that beginner's mindset, ask for help as you need it. And I just hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, If you have any questions or you want to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at coach Jess underscore three underscores. I'm on TikTok, strong and thick. I'm my email is Jess at unapologetic strength.com. And I hope you guys have a great week. Feel free to rate me on Apple Podcasts. I am so excited to be back into the podcasting game. My goal is to have an episode out every other week. And we're just going to have a broad spectrum of um, topics. So I hope you guys have a great one. I've said that like a thousand and one times. Have a good one again. Stay classy. Stay cozy. Wash your hands and make sure you wear your seatbelt. Have a good one, guys. I will talk to you later.